episode of the Steve Freeman Podcast. The episode today brought to you by my friends at Performance Inspired Nutrition, pi-nutrition.com, where you can get what you need to live a more healthy and active lifestyle, pi nutrition.com. It is all plant-based. It is all natural, just like the whey protein shakes that I take every morning. I mix one cup of the powder in with eight ounces of milk and I feel great all day. I feel full. I've got energy. It's everything that you need and it's all natural. Whether you want to use it to give you a boost in the gym while you're working out, or if you're like me and you want to shed some of this extra COVID weight that you've got going on. But then when you do get it off, help you maintain a healthy and active lifestyle moving forward. Performance Inspired has the products you need. You need a whole food uh, vitamin, a multivitamin you take every single day like I do. They've got that. They've got the turmeric that helps inflammation. I'm telling you, it's great. They've got everything that you need. Beauty and collagen support, they have that as well. If you're on the keto diet, they've got different cookies and formulas and, and, and snacks and everything to help you stay on your diet. Go check it out now. PI-nutrition.com. Enter code Steve at checkout and get 10% off your order at PI-nutrition.com. This episode also brought to you by ArtistDevelopmentAcademy.com. If you're a singer, songwriter, uh, producer, engineer uh, in the content creation business, content creator, YouTuber, you want to take your career to the next level, it takes the right information, the access to the people who can help you, and the guidance by those people that have been there and done it before and been the most successful at it to show you exactly how to do it. That's what we do at the Artist Development Academy. Go check it out now. ArtistDevelopmentAcademy.com. Get 30% off your membership when you enter code Steve at checkout. All access members, what that's going to get you is access to our entire online library of courses. Plus, you're going to get a brand new course to help you in your career every single month. You get access to the members only community forum where you can meet co-writers, collaborators, co-creators, and you can post your work for feedback from in, uh, industry insiders, and industry pros, our, our uh, instructors. It's a great time. So go check it out. I think it's highly valuable and worth it for you, especially when you get 30% off your membership by entering Coach Steve at checkout at artistdevelopmentacademy.com. You guys are in for one hell of a treat today. I've got a special guest. Christian King. Some of you may know him as C. King. You may have seen him on TikTok. You may have seen him on Instagram. His Instagram handle is I am underscore C. King. He does the by far best impressions of Denzel Washington and Dave Chappelle that I have ever heard or ever seen in my entire life. More than that, he's just one hell of a nice guy. His heart's in the right spot and he is going places. He's blowing up on TikTok and he's blowing up on Instagram. But today he's right here with us on the Steve Freeman podcast. You're listening to the Steve Freeman podcast, the real raw truth about the pursuit of success in music, business, and life. Here's your host, hit songwriter, multi-platinum selling producer, and serial entrepreneur, Steve Freeman. Now, I've made no bones about the fact that I'm not a TikTok person, okay? I don't have that type of personality. I can't do it. I'm not going to get on there. I'm not going to do the dances. Uh, I'm not going to get on there and lip sync. Uh, I I just, I can't do it, and I'm not going to do it. But that doesn't mean, like everybody else out there on the face of the planet, you don't enjoy getting on the app and scrolling through 
and seeing all of the amazingly creative people that live on that platform. Now, look, in my world, in the music business, in the TV and film world, you know, in, in music, we've got three and a half minutes, four minutes to really create a story and, and, and make something amazing that, that you guys love, that you buy, that you stream, that you show up and spend thousands of dollars in concert tickets to see these artists sing our songs. And, and that's amazing. But I got to be real honest with you. What's more amazing to me is seeing somebody be able to create something just so imaginative, so creative in 15 seconds or 60 seconds. And and it actually makes sense. The other night I'm sitting there and I'm on TikTok and I'm scrolling through and I found something that just floored me. And and the minute I did, I followed this guy and I'm like, I want to go through and I want to watch every single video that he has up here. And then I went over and I followed him on Instagram and I sent him a message and I'm like, dude, I would love to have you on the show just because I want to hear your story and, and, and find out how you, of course, I'm talking about Seeking, and it is my pleasure to welcome him to the podcast now. And man, I appreciate you being here. Appreciate you taking out the time, and uh, and welcome to the Steve Freeman Podcast. Steve, man, thank you for having me, man. Thank you for having me, bro. It really feels good to uh, be in a position where people are like, yeah, you know, well, I see the talent and I see the gift, so you know, I want to showcase it and stuff like that. So it feels good, man. Appreciate it. Well, tell me how you got started. Um, I actually, well, in entertainment, um, I actually got started with, uh, stage plays the, you know, so I was acting and then I started doing comedy and things like that. And of course, one of my, one of my favorites was Chappelle. So after, you know, my friends, we would, we would come all together after watching like Chappelle show and we would all like tell like our favorite parts of the episode, you know? So, uh, you, there, for me, there's something about being able to tell a joke or to deliver a joke exactly like the person, mm. you know? And what I tried to do after a while was I tried to mimic Dave Chappelle in a skit, you know? So that was my thing. Like we will all come together and then everybody like, yo, remember when Chappelle said this? Remember when Chappelle said that? And I'd be like, yo, remember when, uh, he said there was a baby on, on the corner in the projects. It was a baby. He was just standing there. I, 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 I said, baby, you know? And after a while it wasn't, Oh, Chappelle said this. It was, okay, dude, you sound like Chappelle now. Like, you got it. Maybe you should, like, take a day off from watching Chappelle. And it was just like, okay, y'all y'all think I'm that good? He said, no, we think you're that scary. So, like, from wow. then, that's, that's when I started, like, you know, uh, watching and seeing if I could mimic other people. And so, you know, came Denzel and... Uh, came Barack Obama and, you know, uh, trying to do Peter Griffin and Stewie Griffin and all these different characters and all that. So uh, when I started to watch Denzel, I said, man, this dude is one of a kind. This dude is clearly one of a kind down to his mannerisms, down to his finger, down to the, the list twip, the lip, the lip twist. Hmm? This, everything about him, like, and I came up with the idea when I was doing stand up. I said, um, I said, if what if Denzel did uh, 
more than just movies. Denzel could take regular things and make them dynamic. I did in a competition, in a, in a comedy competition, I did Denzel does the ABCs as a poem. Oh my God. And, 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 and won the competition over that. Oh, that, that doesn't, that doesn't surprise me. I think the first thing of yours that I saw was uh, Denzel doing Aerosmith's don't want to miss a thing. And yes. I was like, you know, you've heard that old say there's people out there that have that saying, it's like, oh man, I would listen to Morgan Freeman read the phone book. And it's like, right. that was, that was the first time I'd ever heard something like that. And it really, I was like, I would listen to this guy, just read the phone book as, as Denzel Washington, because it is, it is so, it, it, and I don't know if you can, if you could do that. Like if you had the lyrics in front of you or whatever, but if, if do that, if you can for our, because it is, it's one of the most amazing things I have ever seen in my entire life. Now, now okay. Everybody, everybody is familiar with the movie Armageddon. You know, yes. And Aerosmith, you know, the great song. This song was so good. I, people are like, you actually know the song. I'm like, yes, I know the song. It's a great song. Now, why, said, uh, okay, let me ask you that. Why do you think people automatically assume that you don't know the song? Because I'm black, Steve. <laughs> well, I, can't say I'm it. Black. I can't say it, but you can say it. <laughs> it's because I'm black. They're like, yo, you listen. I'm like, man, I listen to Tears for Fears. I listen to Creed. Okay. I'm a classic rock kind of guy, you know, but um, if Denzel were doing, um, Aerosmith, he would say, uh, uh, I could, uh, I could stay awake mm. just to hear you breathing. Huh? Uh, watch you smile while you're sleeping, while you're, uh, far away and dreaming. I could, uh, I could spend my life in this sweet surrender, I could, uh, I could stay lost in this moment forever. Huh? Because every moment that I spend with you <laughs> is a moment I treasure. Huh? See, I don't want to close my eyes. No, I don't want to fall asleep because I miss you. And I don't want to miss a thing. Even uh, when I dream. Huh? When I dream of you, the sweetest dream would never do. Why? Because I'd miss you. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to miss a thing. <laughs> My man. That is unbelievable. <laughs> so that I mean and it's just you know, look, there are people, there are 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 good people that do impersonations and 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 they do all that, but I have always been able to tell when somebody is doing an impersonation because there's always still a little bit of them in that voice with you. I swear to God, you could close your eyes and it's like it it is Denzel. I mean, it's unreal. People have told me, hey, man, I was watching your video and like my wife walked by and said, oh, Denzel is doing that. And he's like. No, it's not Denzel. And she's like, yes, it is. It's Denzel. And like they almost get into arguments until 
he actually showed his wife the video and she's like, oh, my God. Well, that's just it's the exact same thing I did. I pulled my wife. I'm like, you got to see this. I said, this, this is, I've never seen anything. So let me ask you this. You, 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 obviously it's blowing up on TikTok, which seems to be a new thing. A lot of it, a lot of, and even now Frank Caliendo's gotten on there and, and it's like, Uh, Frank hit me up. Oh, well, I was going to ask you that because it's like, come on, dude. It's like there are some really other talented people out here that people need to know. The last thing we need are people is is more celebrities jumping in on this thing and taking, you know, the the time in the mm-hmm. creation space. Well, how did that go? How did that go? Um, So a friend of mine told me like, hey, you know. You should uh, you should get on TikTok and and I'm like everybody's TikToking and dancing and pop locking and all this stuff and I'm like nobody wants to see this flabby guy learn these TikTok TikTok dances so I said you know what why don't I take some of the stuff that I've been doing on Instagram and move it over to TikTok so I did um, I think the first Denzel impression I did. Uh, within a day, probably got about a hundred thousand. I don't. I was a. I don't. I don't know the the statistic, but what I noticed is that people were taking the video from TikTok and they were posting it on Instagram before I even could. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, um, so people are like, "Hey, you know, you're blowing up on TikTok." And I'm like, I don't even have my notifications turned on at TikTok. So I don't, you know, but it was just so fast. The 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 attention and the coverage was so fast. And um it was it was exciting. So I started doing more things with, you know, with the impression. Uh I did some Shakespeare. Uh, I did some other songs that, you know, everybody was talking about, oh, you know, you've got to talk about uh Will and Jada in August, you know, and the, and the entanglement situation. Um, so there's a lot of stuff that I that I you know was putting out there, um, but also uh, there's there's one guy who like really helped me when um, there was a lot of you know comparison. There were people that were really comparing us, saying, "Oh, you know." Uh, Oh, this guy, the guy, I was, you know, I was a new kid on the block. They were like, yo, this new guy, like, you know, he gets Ari Spears up out of here. Now, one thing I know about Ari Spears is he's a very passionate man and don't ever like downplay this man's, you know, his work. This man has plus 30 years in the game and like, don't like, I can understand if, you know, you said, oh man, his Denzel is like, you know, as good as Ari Spears or whatever. But they were like, oh, th- this guy is, is, you know. He's replacing Ari Spears. He's getting up, mm. getting him up out of here. And I didn't really like that vibe, and I saw where it was going. So I went to go hit Aries up. And before I actually hit him up, he hit me up. Wow. And said, hey, look, man, um, I don't mind giving credit where credit is due. I'll tell you right now, you got me, Jay Farrell, Dean Edwards, Reggie Reg, um, Godfrey, you got all of us beat with the Denzel. And I said, <laughs> you know what, man? I said, yo, dude, that is humbling coming from somebody who I used to watch do this before I could do it. Before I knew I could do it, I used to watch you do it. You were the, that guy, Aerie Spears, 
was the first guy that I ever saw get on Def Jam when I used to sneak and watch it. He was the first guy I ever saw get on Def Jam and use props. Use props. Like, and then he was doing impressions. So he would have the Michael Jackson and 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 he would have the Mike Tyson. It was hilarious. He was the guy that I saw before I knew I could, before I knew I could do it. Now, seeing, you know, Dean Edwards, Dean Edwards was, I seen this guy, I seen Dean Edwards and, and, uh, and Reggie Reg on, uh, on Def Comedy Jam when they bought it back. And I was just like, oh my God, these guys are killing. These guys are killing. Then I saw Godfrey, Godfrey and his multiple impressions. I was like, oh, oh just, my God. That's, that's, it's it, mind blowing. Godfrey did. So, uh, Godfrey and Afrion Crockett did um, Russell Simmons and I think um, Richard Pryor. Mm. And they were killing it. Russell Simmons was in the room. You know, it was a whole bunch of celebs in the room. Aries was in the room and we were like dying laughing. And Aries hits me up afterwards and he says, yo, Let's um, let's do something like that. I'm wow. Like, oh, okay. What do you have in mind? He said, "Let's do uh, Kevin Hart and DMX." Um, <laughs> let's do and my my Kevin Hart. I'll tell you right now, my Kevin Hart is trash. It's it's ah uh, no uh no uh, no. It's trash. Um, I don't think that's I don't I don't think that's trash at all. Honestly, you know why? You know why? You know why I say it's trash? Because it's it's an impression of Jay Farrow. Ah, okay. I got you. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Um. So, and Jay Farrow kills. He kills all his. Oh my god. He just. I just be so in, in awe of these guys. So, um. So we did Kevin Hart. And DMX. Then we did, uh, we did Paul Mooney and Dave Chappelle, and then we did uh, Denzel and Shaquille O'Neal. Now, oh my God! Now anybody knows that there's no touching Shaquille O'Neal. Every Spears keep. I won't even try. <laughs> I won't even try. Um. So we did we did Denzel and Shaq and we posted that on our pages and within the day Shade Room reposted it and Worldstar reposted it. So it got like maybe like a half a million views uh on Worldstar and then like a million and a half views on Shade Room. So Golly. I told um and this was this was in like the first hour. Well, I can't even say the first hour because I probably knew about it a couple hours after somebody hit me up and was like, yo, you and Aries made it to, to shade room. So I hit up Aries. I said, yo, dude, we doing like a million and a half views on, on shade room right now. And he's like, Oh shoot, that's crazy. What shade room? And I was like, Oh man, you know, but you know, he'll, he'll say like, you know, he's not like, you know, he's not like the Instagram, you know, tech guy, but like, I don't, I wouldn't say that he's gotten a lot. I mean, he holds his own, right? He, he does, he does his live videos and stuff like that. He knows what he's doing. Um, 
But um, then he he asked me if I wanted to. It was a random, so random, like right before right before Corona hitting and stuff like that, you know, quarantine. And he asked me, he said, hey, uh, Atheon Crockett, Jay Farrow, Godfrey, myself are doing a uh, Deaf Comedy Jam Healing Through Laughter uh, fundraiser. <clears throat> and it's going to be an impression session. Do you want to join in? Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, are you? Man? So he's like, yeah, man, you know, I think you would do great on there. So we all, you know, it was hosted by Cedric the Entertainer. So, you know, they've got all types of celebs, all types of comics, Mike X, uh, you know, the singers, they got Usher on there, all these folks. And I'm like, geez, this is crazy. Um, We did it. And I, I wanted Godfrey on there so bad, but Godfrey, I guess he was having like technical difficulties or whatever. But that was such an epic show. I can only imagine. You know, I I don't think I've ever at one time had an audience of over 25,000 people. 25,000 people watching at one time. Unbelievable. I mean, even even though it was it was from my computer, it was from my desk. That is probably the biggest show I've ever done. Well, and, and I think that that is, you know, what all this has gone on with with COVID and, and what's happened is I don't know that a year ago that ever that would even have ever entered into the possibility, even though live streaming is a thing, you know, YouTube, Twitch, all that stuff. It's a thing. But I don't think that anybody would have ever thought that, OK, that is going to become mainstream. That is how we're going yeah. to view concerts. That is how we're going to attend shows, whether they're comedy shows or, or music shows. It, it doesn't matter. Theater. They're even now live streaming theater, you know, and, and I think it's here to stay. I don't think it's going anywhere. You know, do you oh, think do you think and I know it's strange to say this because we're not I would never try to make or assume that COVID has been a positive thing. But for somebody like yourself, who when you when you take this phone and you, and you you have got your publicist, you've got your uh, cinematographer, you have got your audio engineer, you've got everything you need in that little phone to be your complete content delivery system. Has this been good for you to be able to focus on these platforms and creating content? And watch it grow during this period where normal life, if this was if this was 2018, do you think you would have broken through the way that you have in the last six, seven months? Um, I want to say everything was expedited when when everybody because most of my stuff, you can. OK, so I would do a show and we would have, you know, it'd be maybe 30, 40 people. Definitely not as much as I as people I could reach on social media. Mm. So this whole situation kind of elevated me in a way that was just like, okay, people are at home, people are, people are bored, they're not going anywhere. Now there are more eyes on you. So yeah, so I, I would I would say within the past within the past seven months, you know, this situation, this unfortunate situation um you know was still in some way 
uh, a blessing from God. I do. I do believe that. I do believe that, you know, my purpose wasn't canceled uh, because, you know, of this situation. I, I feel like, you know, God still had me on a mission to make people laugh, make people smile, make people, you know, bring joy. And the the message that I've been getting from people is like, yo, man, I was feeling bad or I was feeling this way. And, you know, or I, man, I was messed up. I had to, I couldn't even bury me. I, the one dude told me, he said, yo, I couldn't even bury my mom today. Wow. Watching your video just made me laugh and, and stuff like stuff like that, bro. Like, you know, there's not a lot of money circulating with shows and stuff like that, but I feel like that's like, that's that's a big check right there. Oh no, no. Hey, believe me, man. I I I agree. And I was talking, I don't know, in an episode maybe a couple of months ago and you know, I I've had the pleasure uh, and 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 honor and have truly been blessed, you know, beyond my wildest dreams financially and everything else from being successful in the music business and but I can go back to the very first time I was playing a, a songwriters round. We were on a, a hit songwriters tour. And I'll never forget this lady came up to me afterward and she was saying, you know, the song, I just wanted you to know that I was about to commit suicide and the song came on. And I mean, I just immediately, you know, tears start and I'm like, you know, and I, and I told somebody not long ago, you could, I could give back all of the money. I could give back everything that the music business has ever given me for that moment, because Regardless of what, you know, later in, in, in careers, and I mean, I've been doing this for 30 years, so I've been doing it a very long time and you see all different situations, but we never started out. I never started out writing songs, wanting to get rich. I never started writing songs for the purpose of becoming famous. I started writing songs and I think most of us, you as well, as creatives, we have a God given gift that we feel we have to get out. We have to take yeah. what's inside of us and we have to get it out. And then when you realize that what that is, that gift you've been given actually means something to somebody else, the money really and the fame and all of that, it doesn't really matter. It pales in comparison to when somebody comes up to you and says that something you've created has impacted their life on some sort of level. That's the payoff. And I can tell that watching your content because, and I got this from something I saw in one of your videos that I'm sure, and I knew before you, I even ran across this video of yours, but people were saying that you get tons of requests to do the training day, the Denzel training day thing, but that you were, you were apprehensive about doing that because, you know, cussing is not really your thing. That's not your bag. And do you, is, is that part of what you, you are trying to put out there? And that is, I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do this in a positive way that sheds no negative light on me or the things that I'm trying to accomplish. Yeah. Uh, and, and I've been like, you know, I, I've, so I, <laughs> I've been told like, hey, man, you know, uh, somebody told me they was like, yeah, you got to drop the you got to drop the Jesus stuff. You know, you, you'll go so far if you drop the Jesus stuff. And I'm like, I mean, that's a part of who I am. Like, you know, that's a part of my content. And one thing I always wanted was for people to be able to look at my content and, and not feel like, you know, like. Like, okay, I've been told that people share my videos in a family group chat. Mm. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Family group. I don't want my stuff to feel like it's limited to, you know, or it's just adult content or stuff like that. But that's that's one part of it as well. Um, but you know, and I don't shame anybody who who does so, but I don't feel like my content has to be vulgar or has to, you know, have curses in it or things like that. So I've been hesitant. I know there are going to be times where, you know, I've got to do like a movie role and, you know, somebody is like, yeah, you know, you're going to have to say the B word and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know, as for right now, it's for my own content, you know, stuff that I'm putting out there, stuff that, you know, I feel like I'm, thinking about and stuff like that, you know, putting out, I don't feel like it has to be that, you know, well, and you, you know, know what like, I think, I think that I don't think that's a bad thing either, because honestly, I think even people now are more accepting. They realize that, Hey, when C King steps on stage and this is his thing, <clears throat> that's his thing. And, but when we see him in a movie, he's playing a role. And, and I think people are more than willing to, to accept that now, but also at the same time, allow you to be you to, to have your convictions, to allow you to go, yeah, okay, I'm not going to do vulgar stuff. I'm not going to do that because it's not my brand. And I think that's where a lot of people make the mistake is that, Hey, that regardless of what happened later on in life, not comics that have chosen not to be vulgar has not been necessarily a negative decision. I mean, it has not hurt Jeff Foxworthy one cent. Um, you know, other people and Larry, the cable guy, I mean, you know, he, he kept it clean for a very long, I mean, that's why they had to have Ron white because he was the one vulgar guy, you know, he, he met and he filled, you know, that set, you know, and regardless of what's going on with, with Bill Cosby back in the heyday in the seventies and the early eighties, I mean, that's what, that's the reason he got the Cosby show. That's the reason all of that success came. Bill was calling comedians up like, hey, you know, I think you should, you know, not curse so much in your set, you know, what you're doing, what you're doing. And he was he was like calling comedians Mm. like, hey, you know, tone it down a little bit. I'm like, wow. I'm not for me. I'm personally not going to call nobody and tell nobody, you know, hey. Uh, what you said was kind of nasty. So if you could turn it down a little bit, no, that's not my thing. You know what I'm saying? But he was an advocate for that. Yeah, he was. Let me ask you this being a comedian. Um, who do you right now, when you look out across the landscape, who is the person that you just love to watch the most? Chappelle. Uh, yeah, me too. I, I, I like Kevin Hart too, but, but there is just some, there is so, and I, and I love Kevin. I do. I love him. But it always seems like an act with with Dave Chappelle. You are getting 100 percent Dave Chappelle. He is the same guy on that stage that he is down. If you, if you run into him in Ohio or anywhere else, you're getting Dave Chappelle. And that's yeah. I 100 I, I percent agree. Yeah, there's, there's this one cat also who I won't say he's like exactly like Chappelle, but meeting him. uh you know, sometimes you don't know how people are going to be when you when you actually meet them or when you actually see them. Mm. You know, there's this one cat who came to New York. I think he I think he's from L.A., but he I think he's living in L.A. right now. Um, this guy, Tony Baker. Now, when he when he was doing um, he was doing stand up, but on his Instagram, there are a lot of like animal voiceovers. That are hilarious. I'll have to go you check know, that out. Oh man, Tony Baker, he's he's great. He's great. 
Um, so when I actually met him, he had the same voice. He had the same personality. And I was like, yo, this guy is real. And, you know, if I feel like I feel like like you said, Dave will be the same. guy. I'm expecting Chappelle. Like off the stage, I'm expecting that same exact thing, man. That guy has has spoken his truth and has not. He hasn't compromised. To well, see I, his to see his growth from, I think the first time I saw him, the first time I saw him was Nutty Professor, mm. and then seeing I know he was doing stuff before, but then to see him do like half baked, right, and then to see him do uh, Killing Him Softly, and then Chappelle Show, and then into you know going away for a while, I didn't even feel like it was like ten years. Right. Well, the last 10 years have gone by in the bleak of an eye. I can tell you, I, they, I don't know what's oh, happened. Man. They've put something in our water or in the milk or something, but time is going <laughs> by a hell of a lot faster than it used to. It's oh, unreal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, what's what what's next for you? Like what what's the next step for you? What are what are your goals? What are, what are you hoping to be doing this time next year? Uh, well, you know, before I was really getting into uh, putting my impressions out there. I was doing, you know, skits and writing skits and acting and stage plays and things like that. Um, and I also sing. Oh, oh and, no, no. we haven't seen that yet. Right. So, you know, um, there was a lot that I was, uh, doing. I was, you know, I was singing in church. Um, I was leading worship for a shelter in the city. There's a, there's a church that, uh, um, some folks from Michigan came to New York and they opened up a church called Communitas and I was leading worship there, um, doing some background stuff for, for some artists. Um, and you know, I would incorporate comedy into my singing. Oh my God. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> so it's almost like a, like a Reggie Watts kind of uh, Flight of the Concords kind of uh, Mark Rebier kind of, you know, I always say his name wrong. Mark, it looks like Mark Rebelli, but it's like Mark Rebier. Something yeah. like that. Rebier. Okay. And um, it's along those lines. And um, I am currently writing uh, my music and comedy show. So it's going to be like music and stand up with like music in between stand up and it's going to be like a mix. And I want to have like different featured uh, artists like poets and, you know, I wanted to even have an opera singer. Okay. See, I, I, I'm, I'm picking up what you're laying down now because I've been through a couple different evolutions of it. Like there, when you, I mean, it's not going to be the same thing, but like Rodney Carrington, was one of the first guys to really do that where he would bring his guitar. I mean, that was part of his, was part of his shtick was that, you know, he, yes, he had the, the comedic songs, but then he would also do some serious stuff. And then he'd set the guitar down and he'd do his stand up show. And then my buddies, big and rich, they came along and, and their stage mm. show was like a freaking circus because you had a painter over here. That's painting while they're doing the concert. And then they did yes. have the poets, you know, and, but I think you're on to something because you get this and that is, this is the entertainment business. 
you have to entertain people and know that I'm going to bring in all of these different elements and I'm going to put them on one stage so that no matter who shows up, who buys a ticket, somebody and everybody can walk away going, I had a great time because this, not just because, well, everybody said he was funny and I didn't think he was that funny. You're bringing so much to the table. You know, I think that's a, I think that's a brilliant thing. And with, with all of the platforms, whether it's Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, they're all dying for that kind of content uh, right now. It's almost like a variety show. Yes, yes, yes. So, you know, using using everything and being able to, uh, you know, because I, I know that a lot of guys when they when they do write like there. OK, so somebody told me I heard I actually heard Dave Chappelle say it. Uh, I think he was accepting his award um, and it's, it's on Netflix and I forget the name of the award, but he said something along the lines of, you know, every comedian uh, wishes they were a musician Hmm. and every musician thinks that they're funny. You know, that's that's the truth. Look, every time I I'm with, okay, so I do this, uh, I host this show um, called the ology, you know, in the Bronx and um, you know, different artists come and, you know, they come and they they're promoting their music and they perform and things like that. But whenever in between sets, I get a chance to rock with the band. Oh man. So like, I'm singing like a funny song, like, you know, Hey everybody, don't forget to brush your teeth or something like that. And like everybody, you know, so it's like, it's, it's just funny. It's, it's stupid. And, and people are like, yo, you know, you can really sing. You should really put something together. And I'm like, well, sure. Why can't it be funny as well? Why can't it be artistic as well? Well, I mean, look at the very, I mean, look at how Jamie Foxx blew people oh. away the first time in his standup when they willed out that grand piano and he sat down and it was like, oh, Jamie Foxx can sing. Matter of fact, Jamie Foxx can sing better than Jamie Foxx is funny. And, and then it was, then it made sense, you know. Jamie Foxx, I know I said Dave Chappelle. I know I said Dave Chappelle, but Jamie Foxx from, uh, from um you know the the Jamie Foxx show to uh him roasting Doug Williams on the uh on the uh um some some roast he did, he roasted this guy so bad then he did uh might need security <laughs> then he did he performed musical skits for the ESPYs yep I said this, and then and then he does Ray, right? And then he, oh come on, the, the Ray, the soloist, all of that. I would say Dave Chappelle. I love to watch him, but Jamie Fox is more so along the lines of where I would like to take my career. I, well, that's and I think that's a that is a good target for you to aim because you know, and, and let's just I, I'm I'm with you. I love Dave Chappelle. I absolutely love him. But Dave, I mean, Dave is a good businessman, so you can't say he's really a, a one trick pony. But but Dave Chappelle is best at being Dave Chappelle. And Jamie has that ability. He's a chameleon. He can sit down behind the piano and make you think that he's an artist. 
Um, or he can do a, a, a deal with Kanye and he, all of a sudden he's a musician. And then on the next thing, he's walking across the stage at the Oscars, you know, for for, dr- you know, dramatic purposes. And then the other things yeah. that he's gone on and done the new Netflix movie uh, it is. Really oh, good. man. Project Power. Yeah. I mean, it's it's it was great. Uh, it's it's really great. And, and there's no telling what else he's going to go on and do. I mean, he's launched a YouTube channel now, which is is interesting that, you know, I think I think a lot of Will Smith included has gone in deep on YouTube. Yeah. Where, yeah. where are you in, Those, in that scheme? Are you, are you thinking about creating content for, for platforms outside of, you know, more long form platforms that's original content that you own for like YouTube or, or somewhere else? Um, I have, especially, you know, there's this guy, um, Reese, uh, who I appreciate and I and I love him for this, was telling me he, he's he's country man. He's country. He was like he's like, hey, look, bro, you got to get that tube jumping. Like, let me tell you now, once you're able to monetize, look, man, money is gonna start coming in because you got your own content. Now it's not even in a in a realm of like you sitting home. You ain't got to do a show. You could sit at home in front of your camera and, 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 and write your own bit. You can make your own video and make money from home, dog. So he was the one who really got me uh, jumping on YouTube. YouTube wasn't like, you know, doing too much. But then uh, Ari Spears did Vlad TV. Mm. He did Vlad TV and he shouted me out on Vlad TV and I think I went from I went from two, about 204 subscribers to about 5,000 something subscribers in a week. Wow. Um, so, so I was able to put videos up there. I was able to uh, monetize um and a lot of that attention went to, you know, my Instagram and my TikTok, you know what I'm saying? Um, but like I want to I want to be able to put on like productions, you know. Right. right. Like I, I want to be able to put on like five minute productions and and you know, have people really like, you know, indulge as if they were watching a series. Well, and the cool thing now is you can do that. There, there's, there are no yes. rules that say that you can't do that. You know, you don't have to have, you know, red cameras and all that other stuff, you know, to, to make great quality these days. And, and more than anything, the people that are consuming the content could care less because I feel like we're making a turn right now that people are about the content and not about the quality of the content. It's mm. about what is the quality of the content. And, yeah. and then for somebody like you, that's that's just got it's got to spell gold because it's it's just so good. I can only imagine you having the opportunity to have five minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, you know, to be able to, to do your thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'll say. I wanted to start doing uh, my homeboy, Rashad Bashir. He's a comedian from uh, from New York, and he was doing uh an open mic on Mondays. So he would do a comedy open mic on Monday nights at this place called Harlem nights. And then I would do like a music open mic, like right after. 
So he was like, you know, bro, man, uh, one thing I'm trying to do is I'm trying to like get my, my social media skits up. And I said, bro, that's crazy because I'm trying to get my standup chops up. And then like in between that, we realized we were like, you know what? An Instagram video is a set or a bit Mm. from a set. And a set or a bit from a set could be a possible Instagram video. So once we started to kind of like, you know, switch the worlds, I was like, man, this is crazy. You know, so I would say there are people who are willing to do it. Like I've, I've, I've been, I've been flaked on with, with people who say, yeah, man, I want to be in your skits and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, so what do you do? And people are like, oh, I, I don't, I'm like, I don't what do, do anything. <laughs> well, I can't do anything. I just want to, I, I, you know, and then I ask people, I'm like, okay, do you want to perfect your craft or do you want to be famous? Oh, brother, there don't, are a lot don't, of people. don't even get me started on that one. When I, anytime I meet a new artist or somebody that, that wants me to help them or work with them, the very first question I ask them before anything else is, do you want to be successful or do you want to be famous? Because mm-hmm. you, you can have all the success in the world and not be famous. And you can also be famous and have absolutely no success. And uh-huh. And I can't, I mean, it, that it's a big sticker with me because a lot of the new guys coming up and the new artists, they, they, their mindset is completely set on being famous. They have no idea or perception of what success actually means. They want to be famous yeah. and famous gets you nothing. Yeah. Famous gets you nowhere. Nothing. And it's unless, not up you, to you. unless you know how to work fame. Yeah. And it's not up to you. It can be taken away at any minute by anybody other than yourself. You are completely in control of success. You have no control Man. over fame. And what he said, he said, you want to be, you want to be a sheep or a wolf. Huh? That's you right. want to be a sheep or a wolf. You want to go to jail. You want to go home. Huh? I need to know Jake. Huh? That's it. <laughs> I tell you what, man, I, you, you know what you, and I'm, I'm going to end up, I'm going to say this. It's like, yeah, I've thought about that six months ago, asshole. Um, <clears throat> you should get on there and find those, those um, speeches that Denzel has done and read. I mean, there he has given some of the most inspiring commencement speeches. And there's one on YouTube where he showed up at this acting class and, and mm-hmm. he was talking and, and it was like, oh, my God, some of the most amazing things ever. And I think what what when I I've just always I've been a huge fan of, of Denzel's. I heard a story and I actually I found out it was 100 percent true that he was down at Lackland Air Force Base in San Antonio, Texas. And they were supposed to be building this thing for the, the, the veterans that were sick and that were wounded in, in the Gulf war. And he, him and his, I think him and his wife and a couple of his his kids, I think they all went down there and they were touring this facility. Well, they had run out of money. There was no money to build a hotel for the families to stay while the soldiers were being dude, just wrote a check and said, here, build it. And it's like he does. And I think that's why I'm almost convinced that, yes, people love Denzel Washington. He's one of the biggest stars in the world. But I think when people see you do Denzel, I think it just puts a smile in their heart because they know the guy that you're doing the impersonation of is just such a genuinely 
great dude. Mm-hmm. And that automatically mm-hmm. makes you a great dude. And then they realize oh, that you really are a really cool, good dude. And then that's that it just makes the whole thing work. I, I feel like when you know like okay everybody has their person that they look up to and and things like that and it wasn't until i started watching denzel's interviews Mm -hmm. like you can watch a movie and say okay this guy oh man he's 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 a great actor but once i started to watch his interviews and how profound uh uh you know the things he would say you know like that acting class right he says uh um uh, true desire in the heart for anything good is God's proof to you sent beforehand to indicate that it's already yours. I'll say that one more time. True desire huh, in the heart for anything good is God's proof to you sent beforehand to indicate that it's already yours. That thing blew my mind. Me too. That blew my mind. He said, uh, dreams uh, without goals are still dreams, but you won't get to your goals unless you have diligence and consistency. Those excerpts right there have been so pivotal so challenging to practice even for me but have been have been guides for me like I, I, whenever I here. feel like I'm slipping whenever I feel like I'm slipping I can just say okay come on you gotta you gotta be diligent with this thing you gotta be consistent with this thing you can't fall off you know because now I'm not just obligated to myself I don't feel that way. Mm. I, I I love being able to make videos and, you know, it feels good to create content. But, you know, um, with all of the negativity that's going on right now, I, I believe solely that people need to see positivity. And if I can add to that positivity using the gift that the that, that guy gave me, so be it. I, I'm a die doing this thing. Well, he gave you the talent to do it. He gave you the drive to do it. And, and I, you know, I tell people all the time, it's three things. You want to know what it takes to be successful? Three things. It takes persistence, consistency, and a willingness to sacrifice. That's it. If you can do those three things simultaneously, you can't do one and not do the other two. You have to do them all. (laughs) But, and most of the time people run into it when it comes time to sacrifice, because everybody has uh, misinformation, in my opinion, of what it really means to sacrifice uh, in order to get to the other side of something. But I do the same thing you do. I can't. I've got those that that speech that he gave that talk, I gave. I have it saved on my YouTube playlist. And there are times it's like I got to go back and remind myself. I got to go listen to this because it is so true. Dreams without goals are just dreams. And and it's just it, it's so powerful. So. Man, I, I got to tell you, I, I, I cannot wait to see what happens with you over the next 12 months, uh, especially as the business gets back to some sense of normalcy and, and things start to crank back up. Because I, I think 
I think you you're going to be blessed far beyond what you've even blessed other people with. And I, I oh, like I said, I saw your stuff and I'm like, I never do this, but I'm going to reach out to him because I, I just I think that it is it, it's really awesome what's happening. And, and and to watch more and more people see it, not only is it entertaining as hell. I mean, I, I absolutely love watching it, <laughs> but I there's nothing more I love seeing than people that deserve it succeed. And and you, sir, deserve it. You deserve it. That's love, man. I appreciate that, bro. Well, I just I appreciate, I appreciate you taking that, the time, bro. man. I do. You keep doing you. You keep making amazing content. Keep making people laugh and keep doing it in a positive way, because there is so there is. I was thinking about this the other day. I was telling you, I've got a 17 year old daughter who's about to graduate high school and I've got a 14 year old daughter. There is very little out there that you can consume as a family or that I can share with my kids these days. And I, there's, there, there needs to be more than that. There needs to be more than what's out there and for us to be able to enjoy. And dude, you're making phenomenal content. And, and I just say, keep it up, keep rolling. Let me know whatever you're doing. And, and I want to, I want to be your biggest champion, man. Cause I just, oh, I think it's man. awesome what you're doing. I appreciate that so much, man. That means a lot. That, that means a lot. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate it, brother. Absolutely, man. Thanks for being here. I appreciate you taking the time. No problem, man. Anytime I can, bro. So, uh, sorry for those of you that are watching the, the video versions. We were having a little bit of video uh, uh, technical difficulties. There's always something that goes on with the video side of the podcast. That's why I every day I keep telling myself I'm going to stop doing the video versions and just focus on the audio because that's there's hundreds of thousands of you guys that, that listen to the audio and a couple thousand of you that watch the video. I don't know why I put so much into the video. Anyway, sorry for the technical difficulties on that. If you really want to watch it uninterrupted with no video issues whatsoever, then go, go to Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you get your podcast and give it a listen. But I want to say a special thanks to C. King for taking the time out today and joining us. He's blowing up, man, on TikTok. You got to go watch his stuff. What you saw, what you heard today is just the tip of the iceberg. Go follow him right now on Instagram. It's I am underscore C. King. Go follow him there. Go find him on TikTok. Watch his videos. It's unbelievable. You're going to be absolutely blown away. So I appreciate him taking the time. I appreciate you being here as well. Don't forget, follow me on social media at the Steve Freeman. If you want to become a member of our private uh, uh, podcast Facebook group, you can do that. Facebook.com forward slash the Steve Freeman or links to everything are in the show notes. Guys, thank you for being here. Thank you for being creative. Keep being creative. Keep pressing the boundaries, and there's nothing wrong with being independent. See you guys in the next episode. Thanks for joining us for the Steve Freeman Podcast. Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and follow Steve on social media at, at the Steve Freeman. 